Good evening. Our top story tonight, a new anti-rape bill cleared by the cabinet after an all-party meeting. Their resistance from powerful ally the SP and the United NDA led the government to change its mind on lowering the age of sexual consent to 16. It now stays at 18. Also, voyeurism and stalking will be available in the first instances. With these changes, the bill is now likely to be passed in Parliament tomorrow. But as this crucial bill is said to be a reality, on the ground, a very different reality. The latest horrific incident, the gang rape of a Swiss woman in the Dathya district of Madhya Pradesh and the bizarre statement by the Madhya Pradesh Home Minister saying the Swiss couple should not have been moving around the state without giving the police information of where they were going. Political protests and the case making international headlines. We ask, at home and abroad, is India now seen as no country for women? But moving to the big political story tonight, the DMK threatens to pull out its ministers from the government. There's been no breakthrough after the trio of Pichidambram, A.K. Antony and Gulam Nabi Azad met with DMK chief M. Karnanidhi. The DMK wants the government to not just vote against Sri Lanka in a US-sponsored resolution on its human rights in Geneva, but also add amendments including calling uh, the killing of Tamil civilians during the war against the LTT genocide. This after a day of protests in Chennai by students, including from IIT Madras. Well, uh, Sam has more. He's been tracking that protest and he's with students and also with uh, Dalit writer and activist Meena Kandasamy. But Sam, it's over to you. Today we saw students coming out from IIT Madras as well. Across the state, there have been protests and no breakthrough at all with the meeting of uh, the Congress's big three with M. Karnanidhi. Where will things go from here now? Well, as of now, it appears that Karnanadi has once again reiterated his demand, Sonia, that he wants the war crimes term in the resolution to be replaced by what he calls as genocide because Tamils were targeted there. Secondly, he wants an international probe to look into the allegations of war crimes and human rights allegations in Sri Lanka and a time-bound action to punish those maybe who may be found guilty by this uh, investigation. And thirdly, he wants a referendum to be conducted in Tamil areas in Sri Lanka so that they would get the right to carve out a special, a separate homeland for themselves. But uh, Karnandi says the ministers who came as emissaries have actually assured him. But the ministers on whose behalf Mr. Gulam Nabi Azad spoke said he would just report the suggestions made by Karnandi to the Prime Minister and take a call after that. So we don't know what actually went on, but the indications are that if Karnandi is not, Karnandi's demands are not met, then he would in all possibility pull out the five, cap, five union ministers in the cabinet and uh, extend outside support to the government so that the UPA's apple cart will not be uh, disturbed. This comes on a day when students across Tamil Nadu went on a strike despite the government had shut down around 400 colleges. And today, surprisingly, uh, joining the protest is students, are students from IIT Madras and they say they cannot be silent spectators going, seeing what's happening and they, through, by participating in this protest, they say they wanted to take this Sam problem, this issue at a national level. Right, Sam, in fact, I'm going to wait for those uh, students to, uh, to join you uh, with Meena. But first, let's go across an interview I did just a short while earlier this evening with the Sri Lankan High Commissioner. So the center in a dilemma, we know now, of course, that India's representative in Geneva has also been summoned back to brief the government. But for more, let's go across uh, to the Sri Lankan High Commissioner in India who joins me now. Sir, you've seen the domestic political pressure building up on the government. We've had three top ministers this evening in Chennai to meet with the DMK chief. 
are you worried that the politics in India are going to impact what actually happens uh, during voting in Geneva? First of all, this resolution uh, proposed by uh, U.S. is uncalled for. It's not. It's most unhelpful. It's not going to help us in the ground. It's vitiate atmosphere not only in Sri Lanka but uh, in even in India in, in India-Sri Lanka relations. So uh, uh, we we are disturbed by this, and then it's very unfortunate some, some developments that is taking place in Tamil Nadu, including harassment and even attacks of some Sri Lankan uh, students, uh, Sri Lankan monks who are on pilgrimage and things like that. So we are we are disturbed by those events. But do you feel, sir, as I said, do you think that the politics, uh, the outrage in Tamil Nadu, we've seen students protesting, uh, colleges being uh, suspended, uh, work in colleges being suspended. Are you worried on how this will impact India's stand? Uh, unfortunately, it seems that many in Tamil Nadu are misinformed of the ground situation in Sri Lanka. Most uh, who are leading these protests have never visited Sri Lanka recently to see for themselves the progress that we have made on the ground since the conclusion of the conflict. We have resettled everybody, all the displaced people, and we are, we are reconstruction, rehabilitation going on very well, and, and we are on the path of reconciliation, but none of that has been taken into account. But India itself, sir, even yes. the Indian government has issued a statement uh, on the weekend asking uh, Sri Lanka to really speed up the investigation process, so India itself has asked, uh, issued a statement to Sri Lanka as well. Well, that is a very legitimate request in the terms of asking us. But then uh, we are we are doing it. We are doing our best. We are in fact uh, we are in a process of sustainable achievement of results, and we have to go at the pace that is possible. So we need time and space for to implement not only the LLRC recommendations, but with regard to our reconciliation process, including the process of uh, constitutional amendment if it is required. We have set up parliamentary select committee. Mm -hmm to look at those issues and we are waiting for Tamil National Alliance in Sri Lanka to join that process so that we create a kind of uh, bottom-up process to find uh, to find, uh, find a final package of uh, co uh, constitution that is best for Sri Lanka. How is Sri Lanka reading the situation? Because uh, given the fact that all Tamil politicians, uh, M. Karnanidhi, the key ally of the government, uh, Chief Minister Jalalita, have all united on this in a sense, does Sri Lanka feel that the government is going to have no choice but to vote uh, against the resolution, to vote uh, for the resolution against Sri Lanka? That's a decision Indian government will have to make and it's an internal issue with, as far as India is as far as Sri Lanka is concerned. India as a mature democracy will take the decision according to their own compulsions and views. We have, uh, we, we cannot decide for India. Do you think if, that this will open a Pandora's box? We know the diplomatic observers here say India needs to be careful because uh, we don't want other countries, of course, uh, inter commenting on our internal issues as well. Do you think it will open a Pandora's box if India votes against Sri Lanka? Now, that's, uh, again, speculation, but uh, it's a very serious issue that you have raised. I believe uh, other, other Indian think tanks, commentators can assess that better than me. Do you feel, sir, you talked uh, just now about uh, the fact that uh, attacks on a Sri Lankan Buddhist monk, on uh, students who have been visiting, etc. Uh, other interviews have quoted you as saying this is almost like terrorism in a way, the way Sri Lankans are being treated in India. Do you stand by that? Do you feel strongly that uh, this is going too far? You know, the uh, violence against innocent people uh, is always an uh, act of terrorism. Terrorism is defined very broadly. And the uh, and we, we condemn any acts of violence. Mm -hmm. 
So they are those who are the when when somebody is injured, harassed, then that's that's act of violence. So one can call it uh, uh, act, act violence. Violence is what that's the kind of thing practiced by LTT, which is no more. And and that's very unfortunate. That sort of things are resurfacing in Tamil Nadu. Do you feel, sir? Uh, do you feel as we end the debate tonight, really? That this whole issue, uh, we talked about that the current situation in Tamil Nadu, you said that this is a domestic politics, India must address it, but what is the impact it's likely to have on relations with Sri Lanka? We know, of course, that uh, Russia, China, Pakistan have already said that they will not vote against Sri Lanka. Do you fear that, do you think that the impact on India-Sri Lanka ties may lead to you moving closer towards these countries if India does in fact vote against Sri Lanka? We have a very robust, long-standing relationship uh, at the level of ground level, it's a very strong, uh, it's strongly grounded. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but uh, of course, voting will have an impact uh, naturally. There will be disappointments sometimes, and uh, there will be dissonance uh, in terms of if India votes against Sri Lanka. But uh, our hope is that such such uh, such a eventuality will be only a blip in our long-term stable relationship. Do you feel, sir, finally, uh, when we see? Uh, young children, students out on the roads in Tamil Nadu. The fact is that even internally in Sri Lanka, your Reconciliation Commission had asked the government to do more. Would you admit, sir, that your government has not really done enough to address both domestic concern and international concern on uh, alleged war crimes uh, during the uh, fight against we LGT? Have, we, ha we, we have an elected government. We have elected leadership, democratic government. The government proceeds according to what is possible. And, and we are proceeding very well at our own pace. We should be left alone to do that. Others can have weaves that we are not fast enough, but then that, that weave they are entitled to. That uh, government does things in a may, manner that is possible. Democracy is the art of possibilities, and then our government is no different from others. And we are doing for what is good for our people, Tamils, Sinhalese, Muslims, all our people. And our government and our president elected by everybody, he is doing the best for them. Where those who are protesting against our government are those who are misinformed, those who are being lobbied by interest groups who are living abroad, who are sympathetic to LTT sometimes. Right. They, they, we, we have to, we have to, we are doing what is good for our people. Right. Uh, the, Your Excellency, thank you very much for joining me this evening. Thanks very much. Let's see how things develop over the next few days. We hope to have you join us again. Let's go across live now to people who've been listening to that interview very closely. Meena Kandasamy, poet, writer, activist, and also young students who've joined our correspondent, uh, Sam. Uh, Meena, if I could uh, begin by asking you, you heard the Sri Lankan High Commissioner say the people who are out there in protests, uh, the students, uh, you who've joined these protests, are misinformed and in some cases even support absolutely the LTT. Not, absolutely not. What would you no, like no, to say? No, the person who is doing... No, we, nobody is misinformed. The entire disinformation campaign, the campaign of uh, saying that no genocide happened, that nobody was killed, it was taken forward by the Sri Lankan uh, government. So I don't believe at all that you know we are misinformed. We, we are speaking on the basis of the UN Secretary's report, uh, Expert Committee report. We are speaking on based on what human rights agencies have said. We are, speak, is, we are speaking based totally on facts. Where are all those people? How did all, so many? Uh, what is what is the census earlier? How do you account for one lakh twenty-six thousand people? So these are questions we are asking. Even the UN report says forty thousand people at least are dead. So and that is clear-cut evidence of genocide. So we are not at all misinformed in any manner. And let him not try to use Indian media to misinform Indian people. 
Sam, if I could get in the students' voices also, because especially IIT Madras, now seen as often apolitical, unlike uh, neighboring Andhra Pradesh, we don't see students getting involved so majorly, usually in Tamil Nadu. Uh, scenes like this are quite unprecedented. What would the students like to say tonight? Let's speak to them straight away, Sonia. It's quite strange that students from IIT participated in a protest like this, which normally other college students involve themselves with. What made you join in that strike yesterday? First thing is we have been uh, seeing this protest happening uh, all over Tamil Nadu and uh, we want to take this issue to the next level. This is not a Tamil issue first of all, this is a humanitarian issue and we want to reach uh, the nationwide. It's a mainly a global issue as well. Hence, uh, we are trying to take it forward. We are, our aim is to... Uh, is there pressure? Are you under pressure to participate? We are under no pressure. It was a completely student initiative. So we, we put forth the idea and a lot of us were interested and uh, there was a protest and our idea was to essentially uh, create the awareness, create an awareness and to make it a national issue. You, do you believe the US resolution in its present form is weak and we need to make it a uh, demand an international probe? Absolutely. Uh, the demand for an international independent probe is very much necessary. Uh, we don't believe in the first US resolution. Right. And genocide. Many political parties also demand that we should define those killings in Lanka as genocide. You believe in that? You want that? Absolutely no doubt in that. It is a clear-cut genocide. It is a structural, well-planned genocide which has been happened since past 40 years. Sam, so if I could... There is no absolute doubt. Already Indira Gandhi announced uh, it was a genocide. Will you stop the war or shall I stop? So Sam, that if... itself is clear cut evidence that it is a genocide. Right. But this world is hiding the fact. Sam, even, if I could actually get in Amina Khan. UN is trying to hide that. Sam, if I could actually get in Amina Kandasamy as uh, well on that. Amina, uh, we've heard that the strong emotions expressed by you, uh, these students as well. Just to ask the counter argument being made in Delhi in a sense by the sources within the government who are wary about this because they feel it will open the gates for international resolutions to be passed about internal situations in India, perhaps the Kashmir issue, perhaps any other issues. So in that sense, there's, diplomatic, uh, there's a diplomatic strategy at play here as well. Do you think India as a country should no, 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 not look at diplomacy take... as well? Go ahead. No, India should take Kashmir out of Lanka policy. How can you decide about the fate and the life and the self-determination of Tamil people based on what you are doing in Kashmir? You have 8,000 dead bodies turning up in Kashmir, your mass graves, you have to answer to the world. I mean, it's an issue of justice. So you cannot hide mass graves there in Kashmir and there. Sri Lankans cannot hide mass graves in Mullivaikal and Chemmani and everywhere and get away with it. I mean, if you are a state, you are a democratically elected state, you owe it to the world, you owe it to the people to be honest. You cannot kill your own people and put them in your backyard and say, okay, no, no other country should come. What is sovereignty? Sovereignty means you have to, the responsibility to protect people. So but you're Mina, not doing that. If, if you fail to protect, you're a failed state, you're a rogue state. I think but Mina, let's state, look at the real politic state. on the ground. In the end, this is not really about ideology yes. or the government trying to protect the Tamil people. It's about a centre, a UPA, which needs the DMK MPs for support who are bending down to political pressure. This isn't about um, the moral high ground that no, India no, no, is taking. DMK, DMK, see, see, this is basically what Marx would say, first is tragedy, then is farce. What is happening now is an absolute farce by the DMK government. The, the, there's, you're going to have elections anyway in six months' time. So all this drama of the DMK, I don't believe. But the people's sentiments, the sentiments of students on the ground, that is very real. Right. And you have to respect the students. This is a demand of the students. DMK is simply copying their demands. I don't think this is the DMK demand. It has not been the DMK demand so far. Why didn't they ask India to, you know, they say they pulled back even last year when a, you know, equally dumbed down uh, resolution that supported only the LLRC came up. Right, so the, the difference really... They wanted to enjoy power.
I think that's clear that the difference yes, between the U, but the difference between the government response between last and this year is elections around the corner. So let's see how those protests build up. Let's see the wording of the resolution later tonight. One step the government has taken is that defence secretary talks scheduled with Sri Lanka have been cancelled for this weekend. More on this developing story later. But Mina and all those young students from IIT Madras, thanks very much for joining me tonight. Thank you, Sam. Thank let's just look at the other big story tonight. The new anti-rape uh, bill is likely to be law very soon. It's likely to be passed in Parliament after the government agreed to compromise on lowering the age of sexual consent to 16. It will now remain at 18. Also, voyeurism and stalking will be bailable first time around, non-bailable after that. The big picture, however, is that the main features of the ordinance passed in January, making punishment for rape stricter and death in the rarest of rare cases, will be passed. <laughs> Even before the all-party meeting began, the warning signs. With the Samajwadi Party's opposition to the bill firm, the government diluted some provisions. The age of consent for consensual sex will stay at 18. The BJP, Akali Dal, SP, BSP and JDU all opposed lowering it to 16. Sources also say that the government has agreed to dilute clauses on stalking and voyeurism, something the Samajwadi Party specifically objected to, saying it could be misused. Stalking is now going to be a bailable offence, as was demanded by the SP. NGO के डर में ये सरकार इतनी तेजी में है, इतनी घबराई हुई सरकार है कि घबराने में जो चाहे वो लागू करने के मूड में है, संस्कृति है उस संस्कृत को भी तोड़ने में जुट गई। We are endeavouring to bring the bill tomorrow, taking the sense of the leaders' views, and very very substantially, almost all the views will be incorporated. While the BJP finally came around. It blamed the government for messing it up. The government has not applied its mind. And now they are making it in a hurry bury the last moment and trying to make uh, some changes here and there. If they have done it earlier, this consultation with all political parties, they would have been able to draft a better legislation. But unfortunately, this government is known for bungling and creating mess out of everything. Eventually, the Congress party has given in to the numerical charm of the Samajwadi party. The party say has decided yet again the course and content of a crucial legislation. But then the UPA government did not have much elbow room at this juncture. The DMK is threatening a pullout over the Lanka issue. So the government opted for a weak bill and strong ties with Mulayam Sigyadav. Meanwhile, the government has just three working days to get the bill passed or see the ordinance lapse. Perhaps that's why such haste on the issue. With Rahul Srivastav, Amitabh Revi, NDTV. On the ground, however, despite its stricter laws, the public protests, the horror continues against Indian women and in the latest incident, a Swiss woman gang-raped in Madhya Pradesh. Once again, this becoming a political issue with the Congress in the state protesting in the Assembly, perhaps forgetting what happened in Delhi in December. And again, bizarre political reactions. Madhya Pradesh's chief minister saying they now have a mechanism to track all foreigners' movements in the state and that will end incidents like this. Meanwhile, the Swiss woman and her companion are in Delhi and determined to stay in India till the investigation is complete. थोड़ी विसंगतियां भी हो जाती है कि इस प्रकार के जो हमारे विदेशी पर्यटक आते हैं 
उनको कुछ ना कोई सिस्टम वैसे तो है लेकिन उसका पालन नहीं होता कि संबंधित जिले में आने के बाद एसपी को अपने कार्यक्रम की सूचना देना चाहिए ताकि अतिरिक्त चिंता की जा सके स्वयं ध्यान रखने का प्रयास करेंगे और उनसे भी आग्रह करेंगे कि वो भी हमें जानकारी देने का काम करें It's not the the victim that's the problem, and it's not the tourist that's the problem. The problem is um, trying to figure out why the, there's this, you know, because there's a lot of rapes in in India. What's going on with that? It's all over the news around the world. Uh, you don't always know exactly where you're going to go. It uh, depends on the seat available on trains, on buses, and everything. So it's even difficult to to, to do it. So far this year there have been two rapes of foreign tourists in Madhya Pradesh the state government is now talking of a mechanism to maintain records of the tourists and are also asking them to be more careful but for a country which is about to bring an anti rape law following growing outrage against rising number of rapes maybe sending out a wrong message to the tourists which will certainly dent the image of the country internationally with Tonima Vishwas in Bhopal with camera person Rizwan Khan Siddharth Ranjan Das for NDTV well, joining me tonight, Najma Heptula, a senior leader from the BJP, also Rajya yeah, Sabha MP from Madhya Pradesh. I'm also joined by Anu Tandon, Congress MP, member of the Standing Committee on Women's Empowerment. Also with me, Nandita Das, a filmmaker, actress and activist. Najma Heptula, almost a replay of what we saw happen in Delhi in December, not just of the actual gang rape, but the fact of the knee-jerk political responses. The opposition blames the current state government. We saw the protests in the Madhya Pradesh Assembly and the people in charge, in that case the Delhi Chief Minister, in this case the Madhya Pradesh Chief Minister, have bizarre responses saying we will track the movements of foreign tourists. How will that make a difference? You know, he is wanting to have a mechanism because we have to protect our people and I appreciate the, uh, the Chief Minister came forward and they have already arrested the people. There have been a, a strong reaction, I understand. Any rape case is a strong reaction. And these days we are hearing a lot of uh, such cases. But in case of Madhya the chief minister came immediately and they put everything in order and six people have been already arrested. So the action has been taken. No, but and, that's uh, but I'm when very you say happy that, for that. But when you say we will track the movements of all foreigners in the state, it could be an Indian tomorrow. No, you can't is, track all women in the state. How That can't stop rape in a sense. No, and no, I think in a, no, even that, a chief minister or government can't stop rape in a sense. But Madhya Pradesh's crime against women rate has been rising. No, what I'm saying is you cannot blame that Madhya Pradesh is rising. In Delhi it is rising, yes. which is the capital city and which is a city, it's not a village. Mm -hmm. This incident took place in a village. And if the foreigners come, it is much better that they know their movement. Today I read in the newspaper that a lady in, a, in Kana Kesri went without informing anybody into the dense forest uh, early morning and about four, four in the morning. Mm -hmm. And anything could have happened to her, if not a human being, at least the tigers are over there. So the tourists, if their government is keeping a track of the tourists and their movement, it is to protect them. And because the question of the image of the country is there, it affects the international image that the tourists have to be protected. And I'm happy the Chief Minister is taking such action. I mean, it should be appreciated, not criticized. Das, this should be appreciated. In a sense, the Chief Minister is just saying what's common sense is, uh, according to Najma Heptullah, 
do, do in that sense uh, people have the responsibility women whether it's uh, foreign women or indian women be careful where they go this uh, uh, as najma ji said that this is not a capital city this is uh, a dense forest oh, this uh, this was a remote area in datya no i was talking about the kana kesri matter well we have to be careful there's no question go ahead nandita i think of course we have to be careful we don't have a choice we are vulnerable we are vulnerable everywhere whether we are in the forest whether we are in the capital city whether we are in buses whether we are in trains on the road but the larger question which actually the american person that you had interviewed seemed to be saying that it's not about the tourist the victim the place it's really about what's going on in this country i mean whether it's a dalit being raped whether it's a young woman in a college being raped whether it's a nurse being raped whether it's a tourist being raped it is really a larger question of where is our moral quotient co- what is going on in this country are these uproars like you rightly said sonia are these uproars and all these you know the, the kind of passion that came out after the delhi rape incident that everybody was going to be reflected that everybody was going to speak up everybody was going to ensure this doesn't happen has really anything changed i mean i know we can't afford to be cynical mm-hmm. but i think we need to ask bigger questions than even worrying about what's the image of india outside yes because you know if the reality is grim and terrible then we don't need to worry about the image we need to fix the reality itself anutant and coming here because i think also was pointed out is the irony when we see congress mlas today wearing uh, almost uh, uh, costumes saying that madhya pradesh the state of rapes it's almost similar to what we saw the bjp saying delhi uh, the capital city of rape politicians have somehow reduced a very serious crime to a political tutu meme isn't that the real problem as well we talk about tougher laws but then we see these absolutely bizarre statements made by politicians often uh, across all party lines where's the actual change in mindset so, we want to see begin from the top sonia i think i agree with what nandita is saying and uh, we have to probably look at it in a much larger perspective what is happening today in our country is i personally feel that there is certain amount of lack of understanding of what is happening to our society and the politicians are dealing with it like in politics the uh, the media is dealing with it as a good great story happening and doing discussions and you know people are coming out in numbers trying to protest about and asking for something that they really don't know what they're asking for at this point of time yes we need stronger laws we need a better enforcement of those laws we need to be stronger about it we need to uh, you know inform uh, people and ensure that they keep themselves safe all that is fine but i think the larger question is that why is why is india having to face this and i personally feel it is because i think we have uh, been independent for about 60 years there is a certain amount of exposure yes to the western world we don't want to go into the western world phenomena but i think we have to create a good modern india which has its own identity but we have been an evolving country anut, we have a country that accepts things i don't think it's a rape somehow as a western phenomena i think maybe blood but let me just no this is what i heard This is what I've Absolutely. been hearing. You know, they say you are TV boy. You know, people are watching TV. There's too much of exposure, and that's why it's happening. It's not because of that. I think there is something much more to it, and we we don't have to no, run away from the reality. No, I would say the, I would the, say the very Indian habit of treating women as commodities, perhaps. I don't think it's about Western culture. I think it's about the very Indian uh, habit of treating women as second-class citizens, perhaps, which is behind this. But I, me... I, Sonia, I feel I, I think very instead of Indian, also, I would India say India is concerned. 
Yes, uh, go India ahead. has never treated women badly. India has never treated women yeah, badly. If you go back to history, India has been always, you know, respecting women. But what has happened in the last couple of decades, I think there is a, some sort of a change. We are moving on. It's a process of evolution of our country that we are trying to It's accept. a social churning where you said society. we're forgetting our it's core values. Nandita Das, would you agree with that? Yes. I would just say that this is not about just a couple of decades. I think it's like saying that last three months we are suddenly seeing more rape cases. It's just that now people are at no. least speaking out. It's all coming out. The dirt is all coming out. Mm. I think it's been there for centuries. Right. It's got a lot to do with how a patriarchal traditional society treats women. It's not only about sexual abuse. It's about female infanticide. It's about dowry deaths. It's about less opportunities. It's about malnutrition to girl children. It's, it's across board. So, you know, I don't think we can choose to see it in a narrow time and space. It's, it's a much bigger agree, question. I agree we have to confront this question exactly. in all its aspects. Exactly. And I think the outrage should not be uh, because this uh, girl was, uh, this uh, woman was Swiss, because that's not the point. But the fact is that because she was Swiss, it has drawn exactly. international That's attention to it in a way that uh, the Delhi gang rape also attracted. But the fact that she's Swiss is the top headline in international papers across the yes. world. And I spoke a short while ago to the Swiss envoy, I, uh, to the Swiss ambassador in New Delhi, uh, Dr. Uh, Dr. L. von Castlemore joins me. First, I would like to ask, uh, how is the woman, her companion, traumatized? But how is she physically now? Uh, what can you tell us about that, sir? Well, first of all, let me tell you that we were deeply distressed in learning the very sad news from Madhya Pradesh last Friday. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, the couple has arrived uh, to Delhi recently, and under the sad and under the given circumstances, I must say that they are, they are recovering. I agree, extremely sad circumstances, and given these... Uh, well, let me given first... This, just, uh, to ask, uh, just to ask, sir, also the Madhya Pradesh Home Minister has uh, made that point, uh, which many have said is bizarre, the fact that why didn't they tell us of their movements? The Madhya Pradesh Chief Minister saying a tracking mechanism is being set up. What would you say in reaction? Well, let me first uh, express my appreciation and my respect for the Home Minister of Madhya Pradesh. I think we got a very good cooperation of the Madhya Pradesh State Police. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, let me also uh, say that uh, I think that shifting the blame from the perpetrators to the victims is not very helpful. Mm -hmm. It is uh, not in asking 500 million uh, Indian women uh, to register with the police where they go and where they move, which would not be realistic anyway, uh, to install better security and safety for women in India. I think the state has to do its bit in creating an environment of security and safety in India, uh, and uh, uh, of course for Indian uh, women, but also for foreigner uh, women visiting India. That's a, that's a very important point, sir. Again, uh, just to ask you, uh, we've heard that this uh, woman is determined for justice. She hasn't flown back. She and her companion haven't uh, flown back to Switzerland. They want to stay and see that the investigation is complete. Do you hope, because we've seen how cases and investigations often drag on, do you hope this will be a speedy investigation? We know that uh, the men who are said to be behind it have been arrested. Would you ask that this be fast-tracked rather than the dragging out of cases as often happens in India? Uh, I hope very much so, and I'm rather confident uh, that uh, already this week uh, they can finish this kind of identification work. Sir, 
we know of course uh, sadly that this case brought back in uh, some uh, instances the memory of what happened to a young swiss diplomat in uh, new delhi again the capital city over a decade ago when she was uh, raped in a moving car traveling around delhi she despite her best efforts uh, despite the swiss embassies following it up the uh, person who raped her was never found what do you think is the larger impact when incidents like this happen the perception of india uh, by foreign tourists by foreign diplomats who are coming here well i think uh, india has to work uh, on this uh, topic we know it for uh, quite a time it has been sometimes a rough place uh, for women be they indian or foreigners Uh, and i think uh, the right signals uh, uh, have been emitted recently and i hope that uh, indian officials politicians uh, will follow suit and will uh, do swift action on on this account uh, basically my feeling is it's very much a question of modernization of the country of education of, of people of training of respect for women be they uh, foreign or indian and i hope that the country will resolutely engage on this way We've seen, of course, sir, that this uh, incident, uh, because uh, the woman was Swiss, has been in headlines across the world as well. Is this the, how the image of India is being reflected abroad as a as a country not safe for women? Well, it's not up to me to to judge that. I mean, definitely there is an image problem that, that that is there. I think it's not very helpful for a beautiful country, for a great nation that wants to attract millions of tourists to have bad headlines in the newspaper. So I think uh, you better work on that. And we are, of course, trying to work with you in order to uh, further bring uh, Swiss tourists to India on a positive note. Sir, thank you very much uh, for joining me this evening, uh, Najma Hepatullah. If you could come in. Uh, he made it very clear i think uh, as diplomatically as a diplomat uh, can be in a sense that he didn't approve at all of what the madhya pradesh home minister said he said it shifts blame it shifts blame from the perpetrator to the victim and how realistic would it actually be why should this be only for foreigners then all women should tell the madhya pradesh home minister where they're going and uh, ask the police to track their movements what they're doing absolutely absolutely uh, i just anu i just wanted uh, najma hepatullah to react to that please go ahead uh, yeah. ma'am you know i'm uh, i appreciate what the ambassador said and you see we have our when we invite tourists to our country they are our guests and we always say atithi deve bhava so we have to take special care for them having said that i would say that we should take care of all the women of the country in, uh, of in our country all the women and i feel the matter should be looked not in an individual case what happened in delhi or what is happening to the uh, small children in bhandara or what happened uh, in madhya pradesh but the thing is that we should look at the women's issues in a holistic manner i don't think just bringing a, a, a kind of a, a legislation is going to be final thing the question would be how it will be implemented and how we should look at the problems of women their respect is going down because uh, the people are not treating them properly instead of their emancipation and their acceptance i have been talking about the acceptance of women for many many years from 1975 and i feel that there is a change in the attitude of of people and how we are coming to know about these cases because now people have become bold people have become uh, they come out and speak to the press if something happened so before it was hidden so and that is the it, reason why the the consciousness among the people is coming and i'm happy the chief minister of madhya pradesh is taking action and anu, we should appreciate it 
Anu Tandon, uh, the action as in the men have been arrested, but just to ask that uh, what the Swiss envoy also said about politicians, because he also takes, uh, makes a dig, some would say, at Indian politicians and the kind of responses that come out. No, as I said, we should not, not about... look at women's issues from political angle. No, but why I you have to look at it is because I you have to not look at look like, I would not. I would not. I repeat again. But then why do you look at it in a political mindset when the Delhi gang rape happened, Mr. Tola? The issue above political no, but didn't it? Wasn't it political above when the Delhi gang divide. rape happened? Wasn't it political when the Delhi gang rape you know, happened? You asked for the resignation of the chief minister. So why is it different when it happens in Madhya Pradesh? Unfortunately, Sonia, I think uh, you know what uh, what is happening is that uh, un unnecessarily these things are being politicized. This is a country. This is this is but an aren't issue the politicians of a country. Doing that, this who is, is politicizing it? It's Congress MLAs today who are standing there you know, with those bizarre you know, uniforms. The Who's politicizing I it? Know, except they're all doing of you? it. They are, they are doing it. They are doing it there because it is necessary that they do it there. You know, the fact is a necessity has been created, and somewhere we will have to stop that. The same thing happened in Delhi also. This whole issue was getting politicized. At some point, I'm telling you, you're understanding that we need to go beyond that. We have to see what, how the women is being respected. You know, I have a piece of paper here and I was listening to the ambassador. He was absolutely right in a couple of things that he said. But there's some aspects that we have to understand also as far as when we're talking about the image of our country. Mm -hmm. We, you know, in the number of rape cases that have been, uh, you know, uh, detected or, uh, you know, uh, registered or for that matter known, uh, India comes second, United States comes se uh, first. Mm -hmm. Now, that's a scary situation. But if you look at it from another perspective, I did an analysis per one lakh, uh, mm -hmm. you know, number of rape cases in a density population area, if we uh, compare it, India comes 49th. You know, the first country, it's Botswana, fine. It's Sweden is the country. Then Nicaragua, Grenada, no, and then England. Sweden, England the law is, is so strict. strict. No, but Anutanen, in Sweden, the law is so but strict even that even having a sexual relations but, without contraception is considered rape. That's why it's so strict. I mean, no, that's, that, why that, that's, that's why the Julian Assange is facing. That's why so I'm coming down. That's, you, I don't that's think that comparison is exactly right. But United, just because you made that point, I just no, want to go. I'm I just, not saying about CT. No, but I just, uh, I just wanted know, to go I over the list. We're going across a live report from you, the United Kingdom, where Rahul Joglaker sends us what really the impact has been. We talk about this, and uh, we shouldn't, of course, uh, single out a Swiss woman, but what this impact has been just in the United Kingdom, the whole incredible India campaign. Look at what people think. Let's go across to Rahul Joglaker. After the death of India's gang rape victims, stories of rape and violence against women in India have been getting wide coverage in the British press. Today, one of the main newspapers has placed the story about the Swiss tourists being gang-raped as one of its top stories in the international section. For a lot of people, these are stories that can happen in any part of the world. But for others, it colours their view of India. Women especially say that they'll think twice before visiting India. I would say that it's, it's something that's making me think twice about going, whereas it's somewhere that I have always you know, always wanted to go to since, you know, it's been a childhood ambition. Um, but saying that it's dangerous everywhere these days. It really shatters the image of India as having a good um, view towards women and also towards your judicial system. It looks as though it doesn't work anymore. Rahul Joglekar in London for NDTV. So the top headline there saying, uh, quoting the Madhya Pradesh Home Minister as rape tourists must share blame. Nandita Das, I think uh, the point you began with, it's not about the nationality of the woman, it's about respect for women in general. But when questions are raised, not just in India, but abroad as well, is, the, is there going to be some kind of 
wake up call change even if fast tracking even if uh, cases are fast tracked like they were meant to be will that be a huge step I think everything will be a huge huge step you people like you keeping these kind of stories alive you know ensuring that some follow up happens tracking the follow up what has happened on the bhandara case what has happened on all the cases that have happened before that you know we we have such short memory when something happens we all wake up we all scream so i think everything needs to be done whether it's fast track whether it's you know fir's properly i believe this woman also had to go to various hospitals just to find a woman doctor who could actually check her and give a certificate that yes she's been raped i mean how terrible it is when you are already devastated that you have to go from pillar to post to just find a hospital that can actually do these kind of checkups so i think it has to be done at every level let's mm -hmm. not even choose which one is more important than the other because when all of it happens then we will see that little shift that we are all waiting for right i think of course one major shift is that people did stop uh, and help this woman took her to uh, took her to the police station so there were passerbys who stopped in this remote road and uh, took this woman and the companion and of course the key thing is also that she's willing to fight she's yeah. going to stay in india her first reaction must be to get on a plane back home but she's going to stay in india and fight for justice and that's, that's fantastic a... we need more we need so more yeah, fighters like for sure my point anu go ahead a uh, quick exactly. final words from you yeah you know the sonia the fact is that there are good people in this country and we can make uh, we can make the changes and i completely uh, accept what anandita is saying that we have to do every little bit that each one of us can do mm -hmm. not just the government or the politicians or the uh, uh, media or uh, just the regular public also has to come forward and do something right, but when we talk about the image of our country then i you know i'm really concerned because you know when i'm looking at numbers fine you're right about sweden that the laws are different and uh, you know it's considered rape even if you were you know yes. not the rape that we do in india but in spite of that i have a list of countries and we come only 49th in that list 49th and ahead of us are so many countries which include england america uh, uh belgium uh, thailand uh, you, you name it germany netherlands switzerland ones. but the fact is no the, they're not the like, what i'm saying is that when you talk of image in the world i think these guys have a it's not the question but we as an image if if someone sitting in england and saying that we will think twice about going to india well the same applies to uh, a person in england the situation there is just as bad this is something that each one of us have to look after no, and no. respect for women no, no. is the most important fine but we need to work towards it for our country but we cannot point fingers you know fine india it has happened no but i think it's i exposed, think honestly, in, but in, in i don't want the image of my country to be spoiled no, but i the sense i don't of want i want to sense of misplaced because india. we know that foreign tourists and women tourists in india even foreign women who come to work in india complain again and again of it's almost treated as a punishment but posting. the same applies when, in the other countries also the same applies in other countries sonia fine the, at this point of time these are one or two, you know the last three months i think we just need to worry about but our country at the moment yeah Yeah so when Agreed, I talk about I, my country I, I want the I want the image of my country to remain I don't want it to be shattered just because you know something yes fine that's wrong we have to work towards it but on the other side i right. want to invite I, people and say i think that, but country, i think the debate shifting slightly because i said the focus I, is not just about so not about our image abroad but also about the reality of what's happening here but we do have to end up in another country i think we should be shamed let's let's truly feel ashamed and i think then we will do something about it right. i don't I think, think collectively we feel enough shame we feel enough remorse 
You Everybody know, I think if we feel that, then maybe we'll do something. Exactly. We not justify it at all. There are, for crime against any sides, women, whatever country, whatever age, whatever nationality. Thanks very much, uh, Nanjma Heptuna, Nandita Absolutely, Das, Anu Tandon, uh, for yeah. joining me tonight. I know this is a debate that can go on for hours, but thanks very much uh, for us being able to focus on it at least uh, tonight at 9 o'clock. But let's just go across to our other top story breaking tonight. After Augusta Westland, now a shadow emerging over one of the army's biggest upcoming deals as well, the INSAS assault rifle. The process is on to select a firm. There's a global arms race. But it's now emerged that one of the firms in the final shortlist, then the final shortlist of five, six hour, is actually now evidence that they could were involved in paying commissions to their controversial agents in India. That's, of course, the wife of Abhishek Varma, uh, Anka, who was the agent for six hour in India. She's currently in jail, but the firm hasn't been blacklisted yet. Namrita Bra has a story over the controversy over six hour and their practices in India. Namrita, what's exclusive? Sonia, we have exclusive access to documents with the CBI and the FBI submitted just a few days back. These are new documents showing that Six Hour, which is a US-based international firearms giant, mm -hmm. actually signed an agreement, a joint venture with Abhishek Varma to pay him 10% commission on all arms deals. Now, this is important. We've got documents proving that. We'll put them up on the screen as we speak about that. Mm -hmm. Separately, there have been two bank transactions and we have detailed uh, detailed record of those uh, yes. $50,000 paid as a bribe to a certain VIP to get a certain anonymous complaint against SIG drop so it can be eligible for an order so and then $125,000 which is commission uh, paid to Verma to get an MHA police so tender. I just want, I just want to interrupt because that's actually crucial because if SIG Sauer had been blacklisted so if uh, in that that uh, had actually gone through they wouldn't have been able to come bid for INSAS, which is again a huge deal to replace all India's current assault rifles. So it was crucial that that decision was changed, even though their representative is in jail. Sonia, I think that is the real big uh, talking point and something that the government now must answer. The fact that these revelations have uh, come out right now really pretty much puts six hours credibility at stake as far as that $1 billion assault rifle order to replace INSAS in the army is concerned. And uh, we are questioning on details around that along with the police modernization weapon program, which is 38,500 crores with the Ministry of Home Affairs. So that's uh, crucial because this commission, these kind of commissions and the detailed transactions we have violate the Foreign Corrupt Practices Act, mm -hmm. violate India's Integrity Pact, and violate the official secret Act. Right, and Namrita, the uh, documents you have are actually based on emails between uh, what's said to be Abhishek Varma's email ID and officials of Six Hours. So to be fair, we've got no bank evidence which proves that the bribes were actually paid. Could this have been Abhishek Varma or the, making this up to impress Six Hours? Sonia, we don't have uh, evidence to prove the bribe paid to a certain VIP. We know VIP is code name. We don't have the name of the person. But we have lots of names, including names coming in at joint secretary levels, which show these emails between their email ID and Abhishek Verma's ID or Anka Nyatsu's ID, who is his uh, wife and partner. Mm -hmm. Now, we do know, though, that two transactions, money was paid. We have bank accounts detailing it in Chase Bank as well as State Bank of India showing that $50,000 and $125,000 was received 
by Abhishek Verma via a Benami route. There were multiple shell companies involved, so it works like six hour Asia transfers to Ganton, USA, to Ganton, India, and so forth. Mm -hmm. It's a circuitous route, but nonetheless, illegal Benami multiple shell companies route. We have confirmation of those two payments coming in. That's it, Nina decides at nine. Coming up next, the buck stops here. Thanks for watching. Goodbye.